I said to him at the funeral, I said, it's your fucking fault that died, you fucking neglected man. <laughs> you have that on your conscience the rest of your fucking life. Skeptical Podcast. I'm Matt Walker. I'm the producer of this show. And with me is my friend, political commentator, Ben Kelly. Hello. Who you can find at The Skeptical on Twitter. This podcast takes a skeptical look at news and current affairs from the point of view of two very tired dads rapidly approaching middle age. Each episode, Ben will have a subject for discussion and then we'll bollock on about something else once we're bored. Evening, Ben. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. You're yeah, not bad. Thank you. Well, that's very pleasant, isn't it? What are we? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about childcare in lockdown. That great mm. pleasure of ours. Great pleasure. second week of the lockdown I began to write an article. Four months later it remains unfinished. Why? The article was inspired by one of my first experiences taking the children for their daily exercise when the lockdown was first imposed. A time when I was determined to stay positive and make the best of things. I took my two boys to a small green in the middle of our housing estate, which is three very small wooded areas. We played hide and seek, we played the big bad wolf, Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. We were making dens, looking for insects, play fighting. All we had was a patch of grass, some bushes and a few trees. And there we played for nearly two hours. My eldest, George, took to calling it the wilderness, as if it were some faraway place. The wilderness was, for weeks, the furthest we ventured from the safety of our home. I felt a sense of peace on those first few walks, just enjoying the little things. The little things, and I pledged to myself to cherish all those little moments and to enjoy the company of my children and take a leaf out of their book by appreciating simple pleasures. That's when I started writing the article. But I never finished it. I never finished it because the reality of the lockdown soon set in. Of course, it was never going to be that easy, was it? I sure we've had some great times as a family. I have appreciated the little things. We've had to, otherwise we'd have gone mad. I'm sure in the years to come, I'll look back on this time and see the silver lining. Months of my life being locked down, but time with my children that I never expected and will never have again. I've enjoyed the games, playing in the garden, playing in the paddling pool, going for nice walks, watching films. Both kids have had more personal attention from us than they've ever had before. And the youngest has come on leaps and bounds in his development, especially his speech. But days turned into weeks, turned into months. Never mind appreciating the little things. Months of quarantine conditions and no childcare whatsoever has tested me as a father to the limit. As a father, at my best, I'm very good. But I've not always been at my best. As a flawed human being and a man-child, I'm having to constantly combat my own selfishness and laziness. Neither make for good parenting. So, as much as I might have felt like I was reconnected to something profound that day, a 
before long I was saying, no, we're not going to the bloody wilderness again. What started as a determination to enjoy the company of my children and to really listen to them, you know, listen and engage, soon became, God, do you ever stop talking? Ever? I mean, my God, I love my son George, but sometimes the endless stream of consciousness from his excitable, curious, selfish little mind was maddening. Maddening. He'll just talk at you for hours and hours and hours and hours, and by the end of the day, I feel like weeping, sitting there, feeling battered by this constant barrage of his words and questions and thoughts he just has to vocalise. And the youngest, well, he's beautiful and funny and bright, but he's too... He needs constant attention, constant attention, constantly, for four unbroken months. He will climb anything, no matter how obviously dangerous, and at times he seemed determined to give us both a heart attack. Four months and two near-death experiences later for this lad. We took an eye off him for one second only to realise the back gate is open, he's running from the front way, he's taking his scooter across the road for a ride. Okay, then another time. His mummy's putting his clothes away upstairs, I'm working downstairs, he goes to play in his bedroom. And then, mummy, mummy, I'm stuck, I'm stuck! <sighs> One of his usual silly little games, my wife thinks, just finishing what she's doing before going into the room to find, he's found a bag, a bag with a cord, he's managed to hitch the cord to the window handle, wrapped the cord around his neck, and then he's leaning forward as if trying to hang himself. I'm stuck, I'm stuck, he said playfully, as he nearly died. He's like a suicidal cartoon character, except he's not a fucking cartoon and I'm responsible for keeping him alive. Ugh, stress. Stress that comes to parents, stuck in lockdown, in isolation, no support, trying to stay strong and positive for the children, despite the fact we're barely holding our own shit together half the time. I know there's many of us out there. The other week I finally got to the end of my tether. I lost about three weeks where I was just wandering around my house like a zombie. Life was passing me by. I became a husk of a human being, barely a husband or a father. Going through the motions, feeling totally flat. I finally lost the spirit and got into full mental lockdown. It took me a few weeks before I snapped out of it and realised I hadn't been sleeping properly, eating properly, not taking care of myself at all, really. I was thinking, when was the last time I gave either of my lads some personal attention? Hmm, I'm sure it was just the other day I sat with him, or was it the other week? Hmm. Anyway, I just had to dust myself off. Father can't afford to be too self-absorbed. I have to accept I'm not a child. I'm a man. A man with responsibilities. A man, indeed, with children. So, I went full circle in the end. The tensions that were built up were released. We relaxed a little. Lockdown restrictions began lifting. We went to the beach. We went to see friends. We started once again appreciating the small things. And I started enjoying spending time with my kids again, thinking, we'll never have time like this again. Appreciating all the time we've had to bond and... And, and what time are they going to bed? And, and shall I take them now? When, when can they go to the nanny and granddad's house for a night? Please, God, just one night. One night! Love you, kids. I mean, it's uh, it's fun talking to people now because we're obviously we're on the other side of the lockdown, and when you talk to people during the lockdown, it was just like hell. And you know, many conversations you and I have had is just like descent into <laughs> insanity and terrible parenting and worrying about the welfare of our children and ourselves. 
Um, but now when we, we can look back and like, it's all in the past and we can contextualize it and give a lovely story about it. And it's nice listening to that. Yes. Yeah. Just reflecting on the months gone by. It doesn't really feel like four months. I'm still really coming to terms with how most of the year has gone by in this weird quarantine conditions. Strange. It's done strange things to my mind, I think. So during the lockdown, um, I do wonder, so I, yeah, I talk to people at work and stuff about, and everybody seems to say, oh, they're watching too much TV. But what I, what I want to know is like, how much TV are your kids actually watching? Like, it's like... Give, yeah, like, on a good so, day. Yeah, on a good day. So my kids watch probably about half an hour first thing in the morning, and then they have a few hours not watching TV. And then they watch TV for, for about another hour, then before lunch, and then in the afternoon, they probably watch, well, my son watches a couple of hours while my daughter is sleeping. They watch a probably half an hour before dinner and then and then another half an hour before bed so it's a good i think that's about four oh, hours wow. my, my maths is bad and i can't think of on my feet like that but it's, i think that's about four hours but i mean george is seven he gets up when he likes and i can't be bothered to do anything about it so like i mean i've told him not to get up at a crazy time i once caught him up getting up at half past five so how many times has he done that without me realizing and watch tv for three or four hours before i even get up uh, Charlie. <laughs> didn't actually watch that much TV before lockdown and then obviously now does and watches whatever he wants most of the time. So it's like, I'm just terrible for screening the TV shows. Like, oh, I just want to watch this one over and over and over again. Okay. I mean, I used to watch Ghostbusters like over and over and over again. I used to rewind the uh, the tape, oh. the VHS tape. Yes. Nostalgia. Yeah. Um, bit of nostalgia for you there. Um, Thanks. And watch it over and over again. So I'm not going to, I mean, I do put a sort of a limit on it, but. I mean, it's about like the 6,000th time of watching Bing Bunny. If you want to know how bad it is... With Bing Bunny? Like, you know, what do you mean Bing Bunny? It's not called Bing Bunny, it's called Bing. Bing. Yeah, well, I'm, I, my life is mostly scripted by that programme now. I mean, Bing specifically is a proper cunt. Yeah, I I know, it's an awful programme. Quite a lot. Uh, he only watches some other programme as well called uh, Simon, which is about a white bunny. So, get a bit okay. of diversity in there, the black bunny, white bunny. Um, I'm sorry, okay. I don't... <laughs> Uh, that, Maybe we should just move on from that. Yeah. He's, uh, but the thing is, he's, so he's got a Yorkshire accent, but he's picking up certain words from the program. So he says "castle," "glasses," <laughs> "grass," instead of his normal Yorkshire twang. So that's a bit interesting to listen to. So yeah, basically they're brought up on TV. I think one of them's going to grow up to be like cable guy. You know, just like hmm. where were you, father? It's not as bad as that. Yeah, I don't, I don't it... remember off the top of my head the plot of Table Guy. <laughs> Cable Guy. I know, yes. I remember the plot, but yeah. You've been curating the, your kids' well, watching pleasures. Not so much Charlie, because he just wants to watch various things you know, about... He's very assertive as well. And I'm just like, what about, you know, some, what about something different? Maybe not these three programmes. And he's just like, eh, no, I just want to watch that. Fine. And I give in eventually. George had more crafting what he watches now. He watches loads of things on his own. Um, but started watching uh, some of the Marvel films with him, which is quite interesting because keep getting just like just on the edge of what I'd allow him to watch because, you know, some of the films, mm. they're pretty clean, but some of them I was watching, we got to... Because obviously when I started watching, I I thinking like, oh, it'll take a couple of years to get through all these, but then we're in lockdown and it's not taking a couple of years to get into like... Uh, <laughs> eight films in and he's watching like winter soldier. It's like seven o'clock at night. And he's watching it with me. 
and there's a lot of fighting. It's really intense for like 20 whole minutes. I'm like, fuck, this is a bit much. Yeah, it's a really difficult thing to manage. So um, George is into his animals right at the moment, isn't he? Didn't he have some like stick insects? Yes, the stick insects, which he was into until he got the guinea pigs. He was less into the stick insects and then they all died. <laughs> she was very sad about when they died. And so they kind of didn't pay any attention to him, lad, but whatever. Yeah, fine. So they had a funeral for me, which I wasn't involved with. Didn't see until it was on video and it was quite funny. Yeah, you sent me that. I think well, what we, are you doing? We maybe can place that. They just managed to get themselves really upset about, yeah, okay, whatever. It's, it's sort of sweet, but also I just knew it was incredibly contrived and it's just like, come on, lad. You're, doing, you're not even upset, you're just pretending. Stop it. Fuck's sake. He's so condescending for his genuine grief. That he obviously felt. <laughs> yeah, didn't give a shit about him, that's why they died. Yeah. He's, pra- he's practicing grief. I said to him at the funeral, I said, it's your fucking fault they died, you fucking neglected <laughs> You have that on your conscience the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, it's quite the occasion. It's your fucking fault that died, you fucking neglected them. You have that on your conscience the rest of your fucking life. You have that on your conscience the rest of your fucking life. You have that on your conscience the rest of your fucking life. The rest of your fucking life. The rest of your fucking life. got those um i think you got them as well there's a it's like a little tub of caterpillars yeah and then they've got like a bit of sugar in the bottom that they eat and then you kind of just sit you sit them on the shelf and they they grow and eventually they form little chrysalises and you put them in a net and they it's cool actually that the way it's very well period of weeks yeah turn into butterflies and you release them in the garden yeah. it's fucking awesome that yeah, it works very well i did that last year it worked very well it's one of the few th- things of those fiddly bullshit things that we've tried to do that actually worked quite well like we did the ant farm and it like 
ant farm thing where you make like a little ant farm out of like plaster or whatever. And I mean, I don't know if you followed the instructions really well or whatever, but they just all died really quickly. So oh, this box, this is mine. <laughs> well, how do you keep them alive? Do we read the instructions again? Nah, let's just never no. speak of this again. Um. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got anything else you want to say about your kids, or should we just like stop talking about children and? Yes, let's move on from whatever that was. Christ. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Okay. Good. Why does that why does that matter? It doesn't really, but just trying to ground myself for a minute there. Okay. Grounded, grounded in reality. Go. Day of the week. Wednesday. Well, isn't it funny that we've um I think I had we had a conversation a few podcasts ago where I kind of mocked you for thinking about writing an article about uh, your kids and that kind of thing. And so I think I said something about don't make them the subject. Um, they're a side note. <laughs> yes. And we've made them the subject of this podcast. Yeah. Must be because I haven't written anything. So there's no real other subject that we could do. My yeah, lack of productivity lazy. has just led to this. I mean, we've just got to put something out on me. I mean, I'd last, the last one was a bit of a shambles as well. So let's not like, sell ourselves too long. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it said like that. <laughs> Let's not sell ourselves too long. I'm not even sure what it means. <clears throat> I do want to ask you, I, I mean, uh, I'm not, I don't, don't know how concerned I am about it, but what do you think classes is drinking too much generally? I'm wondering the same myself, actually, because um, I've been quite enjoying the occasional drink. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I think... The thing is, I always have the excuse of, yeah, but lockdown... And it's still sort of lockdowny, isn't it? You know, we're not not normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 in normal mode. I think really. Well, I mean, normal mode, but you're not just doing you're not doing everything you would normally do as you would normally do it. So no. I mean, I am. So I don't I don't start drinking until probably about well, no five. I start drinking at five. Yeah, obviously. I'll probably have about three or four beers a night and a glass of whiskey a night. And beers, mm, beer, what, what, see, this is the thing. If you're drinking those little crafty beers, I might yeah. have three or four of them, but they're only like 330 mils. It's not, so that's like two pints a night, really, which doesn't, doesn't sound like a lot. And that seems okay to me. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who would agree, disagree with you about that. Though. I, I yeah. don't necessarily. Is that bad? Care. Is it bad? I think there's quite a lot of people, like, you not know, necessarily me, other people, yeah, might say that that's actually quite a lot. Because that's the middle, two pints, middle class two drink. Two pints a night and a glass alcoholic, of whiskey. Middle class alcoholic, as I say. Probably. Yeah. What other class you was. I don't, drink every, I don't drink every day, but then, you know, who am I to judge? While we're on the therapy session, I've been reading about uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. Yeah. I think I've got that. I think I've got one of them. Is it because you're a senior senior in your job? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even before that, but, like, particularly now, yeah, my job is a bit more... Um, senior than it was and I definitely feel like I've got imposter syndrome well I think that if anyone any of the very few people who do listen to this podcast would think that you would probably right to feel like that you know what are you doing in a position like that doesn't sound like you belong there I don't think you belong there 
And you're right, actually. You you do. Yeah, I'm, assu- I'm assuming I'm assuming that you can't empathise because your your level of arrogance would ne- would mean this kind of thing would never apply to you. <laughs> you've got the you're, you're like the opposite. You're selling yourself long. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's gonna just. That's the second time. This is gonna be huge. That's gonna be in the phrase books. This now. All right. So we try the recommendations thing again. Yes. Yes, we should try that. We've never done that successfully, I don't think. But I don't think... Well, we, did it last, we did it last time. We did we? it last time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Was that good? And I had the, the sound effects that go... Pa, 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 Excellent. Pa. I don't know about the, Fuck yeah, I don't know about the right situation with that, but yeah. They were brilliant. I really liked those. All right. So you're recommending something <laughs> that you think might be good for other people to experience. So the first one is book. I don't read anymore. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second one is film. Um, Judy. That was good. Wept like a baby throughout. Great. Recommendation for a television program. Uh, Godless, because I've talked about it endlessly for the last two weeks. It's quite old, but okay. it's on Netflix. Well, I say old. It's like two years old. Watch it. It's quite good. Great. Um, children's television program. I don't know about that. I just watched them like any old crap. Fucking hell. Bing Bunny. Yeah, but ben and Holly's Galactic no, Kingdom. It's not called Bing Bunny. Why do you keep saying Bing Bunny? That's what he calls it. It's just as my... It's, I don't have a it's kid called recommendation. Bing Bunny. I'm not like you. He's like, ooh, I picked this educational program out for my child to watch. Oh, look Fuck at off. me. I just want to show... That's, the whole, that's what this whole bit is about. So you can go, oh, well, I picked this really good... Uh, it's quite no. an educational program. That'd no. Be touchly. No. no. That's what it's called. Do, are there any that you actually like? No, not really. There are none that you like? Not really. Uh, ben and okay. Holly's Magic Kingdom, I like that. I don't know, but okay. Peppa Pig's all right. Get so it. you know I'm just going to cut that just so you just say Ben and Holly's Magic Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> um, music. Music. Well, it's like any, I don't know, I don't know. Is there a band that you would recommend? What, now you a new one? Doesn't matter. No, I won't recommend. Oh man, you're annoying. You're not really on board with this format, are you? Do you know, actually, funny thing, this is a good time to tell you, actually, that the last time, one of the last times I saw you, um, and we were having a drink in that, um, you explained to me the plot of a book which you thought was really shit, and it was the book I'd just read. So I didn't feel like mentioning it at the time, because I thought, oh, you're going to mock me at the time. Oh, the spider book. It was, yeah. And you just you know, was it? pulled it apart, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was a bit shit, actually, now that you say it like that. Yeah, but I, only, I I pulled it apart. I didn't. I'd, I'd never actually read it though. Yeah, but I'd read it, and I didn't want to. I, I, at the time, I, for some reason, I just didn't say, "Oh yeah, I've read that," because I was like thinking, "You've made it sound really shit now," and like I, I quite enjoyed it when I read it. Now I'm thinking, like maybe oh. it was a bit shit. Sometimes you do though. Just what was it called? Spiders book about it. it was like space spiders. Like even now, trying to <laughs> try to remind myself of it, it makes it sound a bit shit. <laughs> Space. It sounded like a, a Rick and Morty episode. That's what it sounded like. It does. A shit Rick and Morty episode. Children of Time by. It's a space opera, apparently, which also makes it sound bad. Um, <laughs> by Adrian Chaikovsky. And I wouldn't. That's not a recommendation, actually, because you. I don't want to read it again to check it. Like, I think sometimes you get things wrong when you're, you know, maybe it's a certain mood or something, but you dissected it in such a way that I was like, oh, yeah, that really sounds bad. And I read it. I guess it was more like. I didn't realise I was reading basically pulp science fiction until I'd finished. And someone then said, you just read a book about space spiders, basically. 
for covering up all the stuff about evolution and all that bollocks, it's just a it's a book about space spiders fighting people, isn't it, really, Ben? Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. I wish you'd have just said to me it's actually good. I, well, I obviously I wasn't would, confident taken enough to say that, was I? Otherwise, I would have defended it. Why? I was like, oh, I couldn't defend it. It's like, oh, maybe it actually sounds like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you you realised it was shit. It was, but that's why it was so easy to be that scornful about it. I mean, you, I mean, yes, you could say like you could get some great novel of like classic classical literature, and you could read out the plot by going, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. but it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It just basically, yeah, so like some shit about space spiders. It was just spiders in space, I and mean, like they evolved into spiders and then fought them. And I was like, oh yeah, that is just all it was. Wasn't actually very clever at all. It's shit. Anyway, that's the snappy bit you wanted. Cut. <laughs> I haven't watched. Don't, yeah, don't I know mean, what I've watched because, like, I mean, last yeah, it started last week when me and my wife sat down together for the first time in ages and watched a film. I was feeling quite emotionally drained. We watched uh, Judy. Must have been feeling quite emotional because cried throughout most of that. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I was just, like really drained. And then after that, just, yeah, just watch. I'm much less fussy about watching, watching TV now, anyway. So. Listening to the soundtrack of Moana, like, makes me cry. <laughs> That's funny. But, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm sure there's some, some of the same of, uh, certain films, I think. There's a lot of films, like, children's films that get me. I actually think that it's one of the best Disney films. That it's, like, uh, uh, which is not... I'm a traditionalist, I would say, when it comes to Disney films. Okay. Big part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and Moana, I watched it, well, a few years ago for the first time, and I didn't like it. I thought it was crap. Um, and I watched it again a few years after that when I had children. And I think well, after I'd gone through various things in my life, I think. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my dad died and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Some Something happened in my life. Well, probably when my dad died, like it made me more open to like waterworks. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know what, it, you know, well, you know what it's like. Um, it kind of, yeah, just changes you as a person emotionally. Yeah. And, um, but I do have a, a newfound in that film. Isn't really about that, any of that, but it's, um, it is good. I watched watching. it once. That is a, it's a really, it, once. it is a really good film. It is good. I think I watched it once. I watched it again. Um, this is the thing I'm missing out on watching, Letting Charlie watch any old shit and then watching like Avengers films with George and not watching good kids' films, like just watching films mm. where I'm like, ooh, I'm not sure I should be watching this. But yeah, Moan is good because it, it's it's uh, a lot of it's to do with what it doesn't do. So like it's got a female main part and she, there's no love interest, there's no like love story in it at all. It doesn't really have like the you know, the bad guy isn't really a bad guy. It's like a yeah, I think I'm sure a, I've seen it. It's a woman who's just transformed into a what looks like a bad guy and you know yeah, it's just just you know just good for just good for oh and and you know lots of um indigenous characters all the characters who play the thing play that the indigenous characters are yeah. <laughs> indigenous <laughs> sounds really racist <laughs> sounds really racist you're trying to be the opposite that. you silly cunt <laughs> trying not to be racist but sounding massively pro- racist I'm, trying, I'm just gonna make a very progressive statement in a racist way <laughs> I think it's the use of the word indigenous. <laughs> it keeps, if you use indigenous over and over again, you sound like a huge racist. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about what the next episode might be about? No, I haven't been writing a lot, so I'm trying to get back into it now. By writing a bit of a rant about the uh, Kasabian singer's sentence. Oh, interesting. Which sentence? What did he say? Well, it- <laughs> 
That's such a shit joke. <laughs> Love that. Sorry. Yes, that worked for me. I liked that. That was quite exciting. That was bad. Good, Good delivery. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, I thought we should finish there, really. That's it, innit? That's it. Oh, 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 oh,